traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money on ABC Talk Radio. So we talked a little bit about politics, and I want to go to an issue that really has is having a dramatic impact on the economy and will uh, do so over the course, I think, of the next number of months. Uh, and that is obviously COVID and whether or not, how worried should we be about these variants uh, that we're hearing about the Delta variant, which uh, we're seeing more caseloads, we're seeing more infections in some parts of the country. A lot of people are freaked out about this. And I wonder, I want to ask our next uh, guest, which uh, Phil Kirpin, who's really become one of the world's experts on COVID and what's happening. He reads all the medical journals. He's been covering this really from the beginning. And uh, Phil, first first of all, thanks uh, so much for joining us. Before uh, we get to Phil, though, I want to remind people, please, please call in to our More Money hotline at 1-800-848-9333. And that is the number for the uh, for the topic we're talking about uh, today in about 15 minutes, which is what presidents would you put on the Mount Rushmore if you could? There's room there. There's room for one more president. So anyway, Bill, before we get to COVID, I got to ask you, if you could put one uh, additional president on Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Well, I'm going to give you the easy answer and say Ronald Reagan. Uh, That's the hard end. I'll go Calvin Coolidge for the surprise. <laughs> I like Calvin Coolidge. That's a good one. I loved him. He was one of my favorite presidents. Uh, okay. And very underrated, by the way. Uh, okay. So what people are worried about, uh, about these variants and uh, about whether or not we're going to be going back to lockdowns. How serious a concern is this? Well, the uh, the Delta variant is the most infectious variant we've seen so far, but it is uh, not nearly as infectious as the headlines and the scare people are saying. It's not 50 or 60 or 70 percent more infectious than the UK variant. It's about seven and a half percent more infectious, which, by the way, is enough for it to totally take over. Now, that's why it's almost 100 percent, because even a relatively small advantage in infectivity, it's going to push the other variants out, and that's kind of why it's taken over, but it's not massively more infectious. It's a little bit more infectious. Uh, it is not, however, uh, more dangerous. And so it's a little bit more infectious. It's not more dangerous. It may be a little bit less dangerous. It's hard to tell in the UK data. Uh, but basically, if you're under 50 in the UK data, there's essentially no risk vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's like any of the other previous variants. It's not even a little bit more mild. Uh, above age 50, it is pretty deadly, uh, as all of the variants uh, and even the original virus were. Uh, they don't break it down further, I'm sure. Most of their above 50 hospitalizations and deaths, I'm sure, are above 70 or 75. But for whatever reason, they only give us above uh, 50. The U.S. data doesn't even break things down by variant, so you can't even use that. Uh, but I will say that um, it's pretty dangerous in older people uh, who are not vaccinated, which, by the way, Steve, 
makes it like every other version of coronavirus so far. So it's not that different. It's slightly more infectious, and it's very dangerous in older people who are unvaccinated. And um, younger people don't have much to worry about. Older people who are vaccinated don't have much to worry about. And, you know, that's kind of where we are. And whether it's going to drive more lockdowns, well, that's what I'm really worried about, is that it's going to drive more lockdowns. Um, The good thing we've got going for us right now is that the summer COVID season, for whatever reason, seems to be in the southern states, which tend not to be lockdown happy as a general rule. Uh, We'll get probably the winter wave again everywhere nationally, including in the northern states. But the spring wave kind of came and went through the northern states uh, without a lot of Delta and without a lot of panic. And, you know, I'm hoping that the lack of panic and lockdown in the spring wave means that the liberal politicians are kind of locked down out. Uh, but I think that what I fear right now, Steve, is that the southern wave, this delta wave through the south that we're getting in the summer, is going to cause kind of a national fear panic that's going to yeah. affect school plans in the northern states. And uh, so we're going to get, uh, I fear, more school closures in the northern states because they're going to say, oh, look at the national numbers rise, uh, even though they're not really in those areas. And, and that's my it. big concern right now. And I will say this also, Steve, and I think this is so crucial for people to understand. Because the vaccines were so effective in older people in the UK, they had a very, very high case rate and much lower hospitalizations and deaths than in any previous wave. And so people should not fear the case numbers. Got it. All right. So here's the question. um, And I I think you answered it, but I'm not sure, sure I understand your answer. So if I've been vaccinated, I'm 61. do I so do I need to worry about the I mean, in other words, is the vaccine no. effective? Yes, against the vaccines are high, yes, all of the vaccines are highly effective against all of the variants that have been identified so far. There is some debate in the literature as to whether one dose is effective against the uh, variants or not. Uh, there's some studies that say it is. There's some studies that say it isn't. But all of the studies agree that two doses are effective. So which do you recommend? So you recommend people get the two doses, but isn't which one is it? The Moderna is one shot, and they... uh, the Johnson and Johnson is the one dose. Uh, the okay. Pfizer and Moderna are two doses. Got it. Okay, so uh, we have a New York-based audience, although we reach all the way up to Maine and sometimes all the way down to Georgia. But for, so most of our listeners are in the Northeast, although we have some in California listeners and stations there. But for the most part, most of our listeners are in the New York metropolitan area. What are we seeing there? Uh, Well, we're off the extreme lows that we had kind of when the spring wave ended. But uh, in absolute terms, the numbers are still pretty low. And uh, I would expect that, uh, you know, if we were to follow the pattern from last year, they're not going to really rise again until we get into winter in that area. Uh, That's kind of the, for whatever reason, that seems to be the pattern. So for people who are uh, so what what age cutoff would you say is the best age? You know, what at what age should people start getting vaccinated? Well, it's a tough question because uh, there are cardiac side effects with the vaccine that are much more common in young men than in young women. But I think it's a different question depending on gender. I would say that. I would say over 30 for men and maybe down to 25 or 20 for women, you really have no reason not to get the vaccine. You don't have much benefit, though, unless you're already over 50 or so, just because there's so little risk with the virus. But if you just want the peace of mind of having it, those are kind of the ages I would go down to. 
uh, yeah, without really much to worry about in terms of the side effects. And what about colleges and uh, high schools and even elementary schools saying they're not going to allow kids in to school unless they've been vaccinated? Is that a wise policy? I really, I really don't like that policy uh, because I think that for, for kids at the, in those age ranges, uh, the cardiac side effects, particularly for boys, are more likely than severe COVID is. Now, that said, they're, they're both unlikely. So we're talking about yeah, two, right. you know, we're talking about two very yeah, rare like, things. Yeah. The vast okay. majority of the time, kids are going to be fine whether they get it or don't get it, uh, the vaccine or COVID for that matter. And so, you know, it's really, it's yeah. not something where you should be deathly afraid of the vaccine for your, for your kid. But on balance, you really don't need it. It's an unnecessary risk in that age range, especially, Steve, what bothers me is they want to give those kids two doses. Uh, if they said yeah. one dose, it might make more sense because the second dose is where you're getting all the side effects. And, you know, they're so low risk to start with, I don't think you need a second dose. So I hope they will revisit the, the dosing recommendation uh, for, for the teenagers. So are we going to keep, continue to see this for the next several years of just all these variants coming up and then, you know, one wave after another? Uh, what, what, how do you see? I mean, I know this is unknowable, but what is your prediction about what, how do we rid the planet of this terrible virus? Well, I don't think, I don't think it's ever going away, but I, I will say that uh, this is a much simpler virus than the flu virus, for instance. It is unlikely to have the vast number of uh, different strains and variants that we have with flu. Uh, there are only so many different places that mutations can occur, and so the variants that we're seeing are starting to converge. Uh, new variants are arising in different places that are actually the same as other ones we've seen before. So we may be near the end of sort of new variants in terms of you know, all the places that can mute, mutations can occur. We, we may have seen most of them already. Uh, that said, I do think really we're, we've, this seems to be the seasonal pattern, Steve. It rises in yeah. the, we get a summer wave and a winter wave. And I'll tell you, it's the worst possible seasonal pattern when it comes to schools because people get so happy when the, you know, when the spring comes and the cases go to zero, yeah. great, we're going to have a great, and then the summer wave comes and people freak out again. Uh, so, you know, I think it's good, but we're not going to get the severe disease and death, I think, as more people are vaccinated, more people have immunity from prior infection. It's going to, over time, become more like a cold. So two last questions. Then one is, uh, I was disturbed to uh, learn that there are some. I guess it's some states that are going to require, like even eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds, to wear masks for six hours while they're in school. Yeah, we've got uh, state of California mandatory masking for all students. Uh, by the way, vaccinated or unvaccinated, so I don't know how they create an incentive for vaccination. Way, is that, that even policy. healthy for kids to wear a mask for six or seven hours? I mean, I, it's, no, it's almost good. certainly not. I mean, we we know for a fact that there's severe mental health consequences and kids are uh, suffering a lot I of anxiety mean, as a consequence. I think there are physical health to, consequences I, as well. I have, I have hard time breathing with the mask on. I mean, the I, big I, you ones, know, I just. The big argument against it, though, and the reason the United Kingdom rejected masks uh, in, for school kids is it really undermines language development and communication uh -huh. skills, and it just creates right. a barrier between kids, makes it really hard for them to learn and develop those important skills, especially in the earlier years. And I just find it crazy because we've got no studies that really show that masking kids is effective or has any health benefit. Uh, the data is all over the map on that. We know that there are harms. And we also know that an unvaccinated child is lower risk than a vaccinated adult. So I think it's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, they, right, it's, right. it is. One last thing, we got 30 seconds left. Does it make sense 
to bring back lockdowns where businesses have to shut down and uh, all sorts of parks and schools and churches. Uh, Is there any evidence that these lockdowns are effective? Uh, No, there's no evidence. And I'll tell you, my favorite data point that we now have, my brand new data point, is the day that the United Kingdom dropped all of their rules and restrictions, what they call Freedom Day, was the exact day of their case peak of this wave. And they've been going down every day since. Uh, let's hope that happens in America as well. Hey, that's uh, Phil Kirpin. He works at American Commitment. He works with me at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. But by the way, folks, do not forget, if you want to get our Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline, uh, it is free. All you have to do is go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and just say, I want to uh, get the hotline every day. We'll deliver it to your doorstep. That is your computer screen every morning, and I think you'll enjoy it. And Phil is one of the main editors of that. Phil, thanks for joining us. We will be right back. I want to take your calls now. 1-800-848-9333, the More Money Hotline. I, I'm sorry, More Money Hotline is 1-800-848-9222. I, said, I misspoke. I said 9333. It's 1-800-848-9222, and we will take your calls. Who do you want to be on Mount Rushmore, and what else is on your mind? We'll be taking your calls in one minute. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. 